I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, Mark. Hi, Liz. How are you? I'm good. Okay. Uh, first of all, in our lives, school starts tomorrow from my kids. Oh, So okay. that's kind of exciting. I guess school's probably been going on, for, well, it'll be going on for a while before this airs. But yeah. it was making me think of Elizabeth and school. Yeah. And all that they go through to kind of get there. And mm-hmm. then right now, it's not so much about school. It's so much about decorating the house and getting the house together. Mm-hmm. And something stuck out with me when they were putting in their furniture there they said something about you know we put up the beds right and then i thought they don't have beds these are the cots that have been in the tent probably Mm. right i mean the more i read this the more i just think of things Mm -hmm. and a lot of them are going to pop up in this upcoming episode cool so we'll get right into it welcome to my grandma's diaries So, you know what I've noticed a lot when I look at our podcast host? Yeah. Is that there are people who obviously haven't listened to like the first couple of episodes, maybe because I'll see like some of our most current episodes have almost as many as our first episode. Okay. And I'm thinking they missed some in between. Yes. Right. It it would have to be all of them. So, yeah, this is why we do these little recaps just in case you Mm -hmm. or somebody had asked me today how they listen to the podcast. And I said, you know, Amazon Music has it. And she said, oh, I asked my Amazon and it's playing. And I know for a fact it's playing our most current episode. And so. To the it most goes to current, the most recent, not the because, first one. Yeah, because so many podcasts are not episodic. <clears throat> mm-hmm. They're they're one interviews continuous? or no 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 no. What? We're one continuous story. Oh. Most podcasts are like today oh, I, I have this makeup person gotcha. and tomorrow I'm going to have a fashion designer. Well, for us, and, it's all Elizabeth all the time. It's yeah. So you got to go to episode one, y'all. Start at the beginning because yeah, this is no episode kidding. seventeen. Jeez, can't believe it. But. Uh, last week, in mm-hmm. case you know you forgot, we find out that they're building a house and working in the cotton fields again. And yes. Elizabeth specifically says we have to. So that was really sad. Yeah. Dad is all over the place, whether it's a store in Pangburn or is it some kind of job. 
We still don't know what's going on with that. She bumps into Henley and Tommy a lot, but there is zero spark left. And either both, of those huh? really, yeah, neither one. It's just they have moved out. on. Well, Tommy looks like he's moved back home. Right. I guess that's Cersei. Cersei, I think. And Henley's with Neva. Forever. And he, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Right. <laughs> and they finally move into the house, even though it's not finished. There are floors missing. There's a window missing. But they're in a bed. They're out of the tent. And this is amazing. Mm. And then I, okay, I think I have a realization that I'm going to pop into. I didn't know if I was going to talk about it now. Well, I'm going to do it now because I might forget. Go for it. In episode 15, they talk about dad went to Pangburn to sell his lot. Yes, Oh, no, I do talk about it in this episode. Uh, never mind. We'll uh, more that. about that later. But anyway, bottom line is we realized she had spent 524 days right. living in that tent. Oh, my God. God. And then November rolls around and she mm. comes home from school and boom, out of the nowhere, Grandpa Underwood in Bell has died. Yep. And mom has taken off helping out grandma and probably pretty sad. And now here we go with Elizabeth. November 10th, 1933. Went to school all day. Henley had to pick cotton and wasn't there. After we got home, I went over to Aunt Etta's and helped Daddy carry some stuff home. Francis and I went to a pie supper at Plainview tonight. Ethel was run as prettiest girl, but Lorraine got it. We all miss Mother so terribly much. Grandpa was buried today. I so guess they had pie suppers in Plainview too. I guess they had them everywhere. Yeah. I know. I love a pie. I love me a pie supper. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting what I saw in this. Ethel is her cousin. She's mm-hmm. a bird, mm-hmm. and we met her forever ago. She's mm-hmm. the one who has the two daughters named Lamanda mm-hmm. and Lawanda. <laughs> <laughs> and she was the next to last of Aunt Delia's children to die. Oh. So, uh, yeah, so it was down to her and Lillian. Okay. That were the only kids left, and Lillian okay. was the sole well, survivor, the last, which was sad. The last bird. But mom, she's been well, gone uh, two days, and they're already, I miss mother so terribly much. And to me, this shows how much Bess was keeping that house together. Yeah. Keeping everybody no in check, probably doing so much work that yeah. has now fallen on the shoulders of the of girls. Her. That's probably half the reason she misses her mom, because mm-hmm. she's not only having to go to school mm-hmm. and do her homework, but she's mm-hmm. having to deal with everything at the yeah. house. Thank God dad's there. Right. Also, they didn't go to the funeral. To Which be there funeral? For Grandpa. I guess they couldn't get away, all of them, right? Well, that's a shame. Yeah, to be it sure there is. For their they're mom stuck. when their dad, right. her dad dies. Yeah, they can't. Anyway, we actually met Lorraine in a previous episode when we were introduced to a gentleman named Roy Browning, and we just talked about Roy and his life and barely mentioned <laughs> poor little Lorraine. Lorraine. But they got married in 1939, and in the 1940 census, he's a fireman and she's a clerk in a mercantile store. But by 1950 census, they have a three-year-old daughter and a one-year-old son, and she is a stay-at-home mommy. But they are living with another couple Mm -hmm. who are substantially older than them, and Mm -hmm. their last name is Huffman. Mr. Huffman is a carpenter, and Mrs. Huffman is the librarian. So I don't know if they're living with relatives Mm -hmm. or if they're boarders, but it doesn't show them living in their own, like, apartment. Uh They're living all in one house. Right. So I wonder how that family wonder what that was be. about. But anyway, that's little. I think okay. her name was Lorraine Rains. Lorraine Rains. <laughs> yeah. So she Lorraine was from a, a couple of episodes ago. November 13th, 1933. Ethel and I went up the mountain with Randall after a load of lumber. It was late when we got back. We had a letter from Mother. She wants us to come to Belle and live with Grandma. We talked it over, and I guess we can't. 
I certainly do wish we could. Ah, that makes me so sad. Yeah. Because I guess if they leave, they're the workforce. Of the farm? You mean? Of the family. Right. Louis's not do you know, yeah. Louis's uh, you know, off doing <laughs> his thing. What Louis so if yeah. even if he were like, Okay, they have a home, mm-hmm. who's gonna buy their food? Yeah. What's going on? Grandpa already said they couldn't afford them way right. back when. Right. So I find that so sad that the girls can't They can't be there. They can't go. They have to pick cotton or do whatever yeah, that they is have sad. to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. November fourteenth, nineteen thirty three. I'm going to bed. I'm so sleepy. I've decided not to think about going to Belle any longer. Maybe we can go anyway. I certainly do hope so. We could get a chance at a better school. <laughs> what I think is so unsaid about mm-hmm. that statement is mm-hmm. it's it's the same school they went to before. Mm-hmm. New, you know, no really new faces, but there's Backburner Bill. <laughs> yeah, right. There's always He's Bill. He's at that school. I don't want to say it's a nicer town because I don't want to mm-hmm. be mean to Step Rock, but it's not on a farm. It's well, in a little right. town. Yeah. And I think she wants that, of you know, course, that big, different yeah. little life. Yeah. Backburner Bill. BBB, like Big Bean Billy. <laughs> yes, I She know. likes the BBBs. She, she likes a lot of Bills. Yeah. But we'll get there. November 15th, 1933. Went to school all day. After we got home, I started reading Swiss Family Robinson to Helen. After supper, Jim and Aunt Etta came for a while. After they left, I read the newspaper and studied. Did the dishes a little. Mother's been gone a week. It seems like ages. November 16th, 1933. When we got home from school today, there were two letters from Mother. She's coming home tomorrow night. Daddy is going after Mrs. Ivy and can get her, too. After supper, Francis and Daddy dressed Leon's hand. It hurt him so badly that Daddy got Leon and took them to Judsonia to a doctor. Oh, do we know what happened? No. Building the house, I would guess. Oh, that or picking cotton and uh, something happened. Yeah. I don't know, but I just, this Leon's is another hand. one of those moments where I'm like, excuse me? <laughs> Elizabeth, What's wrong please with explain. <laughs> Remember that time when she's like, oh, mom can't get up. It's poison yeah. in her leg. I can't spell it. So now we'll never know. <laughs> right. How about spell it phonetically so we <laughs> yeah, can find out? Yeah, or at least out? something. Give so us a I ticket to the clue station. Well, Leon hurt his hand, you know? Yeah, bless his heart. Yeah. But they had to go to a doctor. Yeah, So right. he's dressing, I don't yeah. know, maybe he broke it. I don't know. Mm, but we infection. do have an interesting on this day. Yeah. I thought it was interesting because in last week's episode, Elizabeth was reading Little Women aloud yeah. to Francis and the girls. And I thought it was really cool. I love that book. And then on November 16th of 1933, mm-hmm. it came out as a movie actually for the second time. And I thought maybe that's what was inspiring her to read it. Uh She heard that the movie was coming out. So I looked to see who the cast was. Mm -hmm. And the girl who, well, the woman who played Joe Mm -hmm. was Catherine Hepburn. Yeah. I mean, she was 26 years old when she played Joe and looked it. Mm -hmm. Also... Anyway, I just, it was so funny to see the cast pictures and to see this grown woman with these younger actresses around her playing appropriately aged children. So you'll have to look that up. They had to put her in there. They had to cast her probably. She had a contract. Right, exactly. And she probably had to get so many leads in a season (laughs) and that way they just threw that one at her. But wow, that Mm -hmm. was really weird to see. Yeah. November 17th, 1933. Came home and baked and fixed a pie to take to the pie supper tonight. Mother came home. I certainly was glad to see her. 
Dean, Helen, and I went over to Aunt Etta's and went to the pie supper with Jim in the little truck. Walter King got my pie. We rode back with Mr. Moser. I'm so glad that Mother is home. Let me guess. You know exactly who Walter King is. <laughs> well, I did a little searchy search. <laughs> yeah. Of course I did. And, you know, I couldn't find him oh. at first. And I usually try when, when they're in something like a pie supper or a party, mm-hmm. I put in, you can put on Ancestry uh, a, a year, a birth year. Yeah. And then you can put, you know, like check off like around this age, like mm-hmm. within two years, five years, 10 mm-hmm. years. So I always put five. Because Tommy was almost five years older mm-hmm. than Elizabeth. So I put in the five. I can't find Walter King. And mm. then I thought, oh, Lord. Maybe he's a... Maybe he's a little older. <laughs> older. So I put in that 10-year and ding, ding, ding. Yeah, there he is. Old man Walter King, who was yep. creeping around this pie supper. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, of course he wasn't. No. It was perfectly normal. It was so normal. Absolutely. To date someone 10 years older than you. Yeah, it was. I mean, no one would have thought twice of it. But yeah, nonetheless, right. Walter King was born in February of 1905 to Levi and Julia King of Steprock. He is no relation that I can find to Neva and Lem uh, King that we've mm-hmm. already met. Neva marries Henley, and Lem King is one of Elizabeth's teachers. teachers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at you keeping up. Oh, that I know this stuff. You. Walter is working on his family farm in the 1920 census, and in the 1930 census, he's living with his sister and her family and helping out on their farm. Mm-hmm. He does marry Ruth Wood in 1934. Nine when he's 34 and she's 31. Mm-hmm. They move to Guthrie, Arkansas, where he's working as a clerk and a store. He registers for the draft in World War II, but I don't know if they ever called mm-hmm. him up. But about the time he's registering for the draft, he and Ruth will have a little girl named Julianne. In 1950, he and Ruth moved to Kensett, Arkansas, and I bet you they know Pete Vaughn, the deputy, of who the will murder to- Troy <laughs> Neal. So, yes, that yeah. might not be a story that y'all are fully aware of because it was something we covered on our Patreon. And I know y'all don't like it when it's I talk too much thing about that. to who shot JR we couldn't get to in it, it, 2023. It's pretty cool. So, yes. Anyway, Pete Vaughn, <laughs> we talked about that. Anyway, Walter dies uh-huh. in 1997 okay. at the age of 92. Good for him, And Walter. Ruth will chug on without him. And she lives until 2008. And she's 101 Love it. when she dies. And I thought this was interesting. Mm -hmm. In her obituary, Mm -hmm. it said Ruth, a direct descendant of the two founding families of White County, the Sutherlands and the Baileys, was born blah, 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 blah. So she was a direct descendant of a founding family of White County. Huh. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So I, I guess that's fancy. Yeah. That is, right? I mean, yeah, sure. I and didn't know there was a found. I guess there well, is. Well, someone's got to get there first and it. claim their yeah. stake. And then right. it's like if you're watching Outlander, mm-hmm. <laughs> on, which is, oh, my God, so good. But it's in colonial times mm-hmm. and Jamie Fraser gets his huge tract of land and he parcels it off to people mm-hmm. so that they'll come live there so they can all work ah, together to be gotcha. successful. Of course. So even if you found White County, sure. you don't just keep it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got you to gotta get some help. Like Hartzell Township. But what here was even cooler in the obituary for Ruth. Mm-hmm. It says the King family asks that memorials be made to the Walter and Ruth King Scholarship Fund, care of Riverview High School in Searcy. So they stayed there. What? Well, no, I th- I don't River- think they stayed there. I think they're in Kensett, right? But it, oh. but that's where they're from. Yeah. And, and when they died, yeah. they left gotcha. a scholarship. Yeah. 
cool. Which, that's really cool. That is cool. I mean, there was no evidence in their jobs right. that they were teachers or anything. You go so, all the way back to Cersei. So good for them. Yeah. But here's even cooler. Right. Then, just one year later from when Ruth dies, mm-hmm. her daughter dies way too young in Nashville, Tennessee. I have pictures of their daughter, Julianne, one of her from high school mm-hmm. and one from her obituary. She was a beautiful woman. Mm-hmm. But when she died, she also asked for a scholarship fund at a local high school. Huh. Isn't that neat? Yeah, yeah. So the King family cared King about family. education, and which Walter is King wonderful. Got her pie. I wonder what Walter kind of pie it was. I wonder if it was her famous coconut pie. Coconut pie, my dad. Or the loved chocolate that. pie yeah. that Carolyn talks about. Yep. Yeah. Either one. They were lucky to get that pie. That's right. November eighteenth, nineteen thirty-three. After supper, we were talking and heard a big noise up the road. We stood outside and listened. It was the Harrisons, and they were drunk, having a hard time, cussing like everything. It certainly is terrible. That's where I would be at their house. (laughs) I'd be like, the Harrisons Harrisons are having fun. (laughs) (laughs) But when you look at a census, you can pull up who else is on this page, Mm -hmm. and it shows you all your neighbors, because it doesn't just go random. You know, it's the neighbors. So now that I know that they live across from Aunt Delia's house, Mm -hmm. I thought, well, this is one of Aunt Delia's neighbors. Mm -hmm. But I look on the 1930 census, and they are not there. Really? So they're not owners. They they must be campers and pickers. Campers, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, the riffraff. So they maybe they're living in a tent. Uh, of course. Just like Elizabeth yep. was, and they're having some hard times, and so they were getting their little drink on. <laughs> and this reminds me of one of my favorite quotes from one of one of my favorite TV shows. I know I can't play the actual quote mm-hmm. from this Fox Network long, long, long lasting TV yeah. show that's an animated yeah. and the father <laughs> likes his beer. Don't yeah. <laughs> but my husband can do an Excellent yes. mimic interpretation of this of beloved husband. character. So there's my favorite quote from The Simpsons that I'm going to play right now. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Good, yes. <laughs> so that's hilarious. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> November 21st, 1933. Stayed home from school today to help daddy and mother wash. Francis and the kids went to town. We washed all morning, a great big washing. After dinner, I ironed after I rested a little bit. The kids came home with some new shoes just at supper. It's only 7.30, but I'm going to bed. I'm so tired. I'm nearly pooped out. So, Dad's helping with the wash? Yeah, That's not really typical for a man back then. Right. That's women's work. Right. So, here's what I think. Bess was was gone for a week. Nobody did any laundry. Yep. The kids are at school or they're working, and this laundry has piled yep. up. And now I guess Dad's like, right. well, I guess I better help. Yeah. Because she's probably like, Louie, you couldn't have washed out mm-hmm. the underwear? You couldn't have... Maybe she's mad. And I imagine she's so angry to be there when they have a perfectly good house they could live in mm-hmm. in Bell, and Louie mm-hmm. could stay behind and make money. I know she's so itching to get out of that place. I'll bet. I'm sure she I, is. I really feel sorry for her. Of course. I do, too. But I can imagine poor Elizabeth like, mm-hmm. Ooh, let me help with the laundry. I know. <laughs> and they're Sitting. like... Eh. Yeah, <laughs> the tension. Oh, it's got to be so you hard. Know, we see her as this, you know, outgoing, loving, wonderful. Per- she was probably at times just this 
just withdrawn, you know, I can just quiet well, and just and the girl in the background yes, and listening. Listening to the grown-ups talk. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I choose to talk so much about on this day in history or what's mm-hmm. happening in politics. It's important. Because that's what she might not be writing about it, but that's what she's hearing and thinking about. Absolutely. It's so important. It's very The important. politics of what was going on back then. Yeah. Yeah. Truly, truly. So... November 24th, 1933. Went to school all day. Ethel didn't go because she's sick. After I got home, I went up to Aunt Delia's after water and told them about Lem and Lady giving us a party. After supper, Francis and I went to Modine's party with John and Gurley. I walked around the house with Henley. He left and went to Lem's. Got home before nine. So, yes, we just talked about Lem King, and he married Lady Lady. Yingling, and they're throwing him a little party. There you go. And Lem and Lady have only been married a couple of months at this point. Okay. So how cute. Yeah. It's interesting to me, though, Mm -hmm. that now that they've built this house, they're having parties, which I understand, Mm -hmm. but people are bringing them stuff, and they're giving them parties. Like, they've never been there? To their house, you mean? That like no, yeah. that like Elizabeth and her family have been living down the road for right. a year and a half. Well, and they got to do something, a party? you know. Well, I think they could have used all the all stuff the, that all the positive vibes from well, before, and just the stuff that they're bringing. Oh, they're bringing I them gotcha. stuff. I gotcha. So, I well, they that couldn't was fit it in the tent, I guess. No, of course not. And you I know? have a theory about that coming oh, up. Oh, good. Okay. Okay. So, I had one more. Th- are we moving oh, on? No, no. Uh-uh. Um, walk around the house again. That was my next one. Yeah. No, you're perfect. Okay. That's we're all <laughs> okay. the same wavelength. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Walking around the house with Henley. Uh-huh. I wonder what Neva thought of that. Ooh, I hope Wenzel right. wasn't there to go run off yeah, and tell. <laughs> She's like a little bird that Wenzel. Wenzel's like, I'm going to go tell. Yeah. Hey, Elizabeth, guess what I saw last night? I saw Henley. <laughs> we love Wenzel. <laughs> we do love Wenzel. I wish her children were still alive and we could call and go, we, we've met your mother and we think <laughs> we, she's fabulous. And we've turned her into Gladys Kravitz. That's okay. Yeah. She, she has all the tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, she's hanging around with someone named Modine. And okay. Miss Modine Dunn oh. was born in 1917 in White County. In 1935, at the age of 18, she'll marry a Mr. Winston Lowe. By 1940, they have two kids, and they are living in Big Creek, Arkansas, and Winston is working for the WPA on a road project. So, yay for him. Mm -hmm. He will get drafted into World War II, and he serves from 1944 to 1945. And then, in 1955, Mm -hmm. I found him on a manifest of, like, a ship coming into port, returning from a trip to Colombia. So not like Columbia, South Carolina. No, yeah, right. But like 1955. Okay. So I wonder what kind of job. Or maybe he had like one of those rotary experiences like Like, your grandfather mm -hmm. had. And he got to go to, your grandfather went to Cuba. Cuba. Maybe it was like a uh, like a uh-huh. benevolent trip. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Modine. Yeah. But anyway, I can't find them on any 1950 census records. So now mm-hmm. maybe he took his whole family. To Colombia. He lives until 1971. Oh. And Modine lives until 1996 at the age of 77. Okay. So, yeah, maybe they were all living in Colombia. Maybe. Getting some good coffee. Yeah. Some cocaine. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, of course not. No. They just coffee is fine. Yes. Coffee in Colombia is, will, like co- is like is cocaine. like cocaine. Yeah, yeah. Right? yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a, Starbucks yeah. get me too fired up. So right. yeah, I'm a lightweight. No, yeah, we don't. <laughs> yeah, endorse that. 
November 25th, 1933. After the work was done, I went to the store this morning. Heard Tommy had a wreck last night, but I don't think it hurt him. Then I baked a raisin pie and a devil's food cake. After supper, I took a good old bath, and now I'm preparing myself for a good night's rest. We're going to give Grandpa a birthday dinner. John and Ethel have the measles. Dang, that's filled with stuff. It's, that was there, a good one. There's a lot going on. There's Tommy She talks about, I took a good old mm-hmm. bath, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking, she's bathing inside a house now. Right. She probably has a tin, yep. and she can heat water, yep. and she's not out by a well going, Francis, make sure no one's uh, looking. Right. Right? Right. And it's November. So how grateful is she to get to hot water bath Warm water inside? Inside, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. that poofed yeah. made me think. Oh, and also you can just see it. they're a little late on grandpa's dinner because grandpa Hartsoul's birthday mm-hmm. is November fourth. <laughs> oh, it's the twenty fifth. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like Oops. He was probably out of town maybe or uh, something. No, something. well no? he was either with Grandpa Hartzell, he was yeah. either with Etta or Netta Etta or, or Ella. Right. So right. maybe it's just when everybody else yeah. can come in. Can get it get there. Or, or maybe I have the date wrong. Well, anyway, we could cross check it. We can. We can, can we also say raisin pie? God, why is she do- I mean, uh, just eat the raisins. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to make them worse you know, by pie. baking them and making them soft and covered in too much sugar. And, yeah, I don't like uh, that. You know it's got to be like a K-Row syrup. Ew. Oh. Well, well, I mean, well, now that's yeah, good, like that a pecan good. pie. Yeah, but, yeah, but no. But just put... She talks about like chicory nuts. Put some nuts in it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Raisin pie. Yes. Yuck. November 26, 1933. We got ready. All of us went with Aunt Etta and the two kids to Aunt Ella's in the little truck. We went on from there to Sunday school with Carl, came home and had a big dinner celebrating Grandpa's 88th birthday. After dinner, we took pictures... Then we girls went to Judsonia with Bessie and Johnny James in Mr. Waller's car. Went to Bessie's. I went to Cersei with Mildred and Vita, Albert Hammond, and Bryce Duncan. Came back to Judsonia, and we went back to Aunt Ella's. Came on home and went to Aunt Etta's, stayed all night with her. I saw Frank and Tommy. (laughs) Okay, the list first goes of all, on. if you read, if you see this entry in yeah. the diary, and maybe mm-hmm. I'll put in a picture, okay. this is a lot. Yeah. And Seems those like lines yeah. are so tiny. Yeah. And I can remember, like, you remember. And yeah. there's so many names and I can't so much you to read get that. through. It's so it's hard. Wild. But everybody, you're going to meet Bessie. And I don't know. I, I mean, I would have found. Wait, who's Bessie? I'm sorry. I know, exactly. Oh. We're going to meet her right now because they said, anyway. Mm-hmm. I was talking to your cousin Ruth, who is yes. Reva's daughter, daughter, who is Aunt Ella's daughter. daughter. Okay, right? I had contacted her to talk about that tornado. Yeah. And she sent me Aura Waller's mm-hmm. obituary. Mm-hmm. Aura was Aunt Ella's stepdaughter. Yes. Who was, who was only six years younger than Aunt Ella. Right. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, when it talks about who survived her, it, Aura. Aura. It, you know, obviously doesn't mention her son because he was killed in that tornado. Right. But it mentions a daughter. Uh-huh. Bessie. Uh, and that's Bessie. I did not know that Aura, Aura had a daughter, I thought Bessie. she only had the son. Right. Who died. I didn't know anything about Bessie. How did you find that out? It because just... Ruth sent me that obituary oh, and just like right. survived by a daughter. Oh. And I'm like, who? <laughs> I didn't. And then I thought, when did she have her anyway? Okay. So let's get into this for a minute. We're going to start actually with Johnny James, who she's in the car with. Okay. 
Okay, Johnny James is born in Judsonia in 1905, mm-hmm. and he marries Bessie in 1928. Oh. So in this diary entry they're that married. I just read, they're married, they're 27, they're 21, they're newlyweds, and the world is great. Okay. In the 1940 census, they have moved to a city called Cotton Plant, Arkansas. Wow, Isn't that cute? weird. Cotton Plant. <laughs> and James is a farmer, and they don't have any children, and things are obviously not going very well, because in 1947, James has another wife. Uh-oh. Her name is Mary Adelaide Irwin Proctor. Okay. And she's a widow yeah. because her husband, Mr. Proctor, had died in 1947. Hmm. You're going to notice these dates match. Her husband, Mrs. Proctor's husband, dies in 1947 in February. Mm-hmm. And by December, she's married to Johnny James. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know when Johnny and Bessie Came broke into, up, uh-huh. but in 1947, he's free as a bird, and conveniently, so is Mary Adelaide Irwin Proctor. Proctor. So I think that's interesting. Now, I have been giving women a hard time about getting married real fast. Yeah. And somebody wrote in to me who was an older lady yeah. and pointed out that back then, mm-hmm. women still didn't have a voice. You were always going to be to Mrs. McKinney. Yeah. And if you didn't have a lot of money... Mm-hmm. then you had to get remarried. Mm-hmm. So you're out there putting on that lipstick, you okay. know, putting sure. on a pretty little dress because mm-hmm. you need someone to take care of you and to mm-hmm. do business for mm-hmm. you. I mean, women couldn't take out loans in banks unless their yeah, husbands approved of it. Right. Isn't that wild? Uh, it's so sad. But that's so I do yeah. apologize to the women of the past you, who I've been like, oh, my God, she can't be alone. Uh-huh. She probably no, she couldn't. Right. Oh, Good I bet point. people listen to this podcast and scream at me going, you dumb girl. No, <laughs> I, don't. I don't know. Well, they might. They might. I Sometimes I listen and go, oh, why didn't I, I hear what something. I said? Yeah. yeah. Why didn't I say that? Why didn't I realize, you know, mm-hmm. something else that I missed happens all the time. Yeah. So that's very interesting. Anyway, mm-hmm. after Bessie's divorce, mm-hmm. she will return to Judsonia and she'll marry sometime some man with the last name of Daly. And that's who she is in her mother's obituary. She's Mrs. Bessie Daly of okay. Judsonia. Oh. But it doesn't say Mr. and Mrs. John Daly of Judsonia. Uh-huh. It just says Bessie. So she's still not, she's not, she's not married, married there either. Mm-hmm. So she's either divorced or widowed. Mm-hmm. Poor Bessie. Well, maybe she liked. Maybe she liked being alone. Well, <laughs> well, she got married twice for someone who likes being so alone. But I think I think that's really interesting. And then I was talking to your cousin Ruth about how mm-hmm. I wish I had pictures of you know uh, Aura's son who was killed. Yeah. In tor- and she goes, Liz, all that got blown away in the tornado. Ah, right. So anything, even if. Any yeah, picture right. at, not after 1952, it's probably blown somewhere into is. Tennessee. Or before. Yeah, right. Oh, it's so sad. Yep. Just to put like a little boop, I'll finish off James because <laughs> I started James. He actually was happily married to Mary. He becomes the postmaster of Cotton Plant in 1966. He dies at the age of 92 in 1997. He outlives his second wife. One fun fact about Mary mm-hmm. was that her father, it, it listed that her father was a senator for arkansas Mm -hmm. and i thought oh let me look up and see like Mm -hmm. what he did and i couldn't find him and i couldn't find him Mm -hmm. and then i double checked her obituary and he was a state senator okay and that only made me laugh because of the office because when angela starts dating the senator Uh uh-huh and oscar is always like state senator oh that's right (laughs) 
That's right. State She's always like, my boyfriend, the senator, yeah. states it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Not that it's not Angela. work to be a state senator. Angela and the state senator. That's, I love that <laughs> I think that's line. funny. So, okay, she's also mentioned she's hanging out with Albert Hammond and Bryce Duncan. Mm-hmm. And I could not find Albert Hammond, mm-hmm. but I did find Bryce. So his name was actually... Barry Bryce Duncan. Hmm. He was born in 1915, and his first name is Barry, like a strawberry. Oh, cool. Not Barry, like the assassin who wants to be an actor on that wonderful TV show, Barry, that Bill Hader has written. Oh, Have you not right. watched Barry I yet? I haven't watched oh. it, but I know. Is it good? Yeah. God, it's so dark and funny. Okay. Henry Winkler is in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, my God. He's it's supposed so good. to be great. Oh, he is. We he digress. Is so great. Yes, yeah, we do. Anyway. But Barry, like a strawberry, he's born in Harrison, Arkansas. He was one of seven children that Sam and Bertha Duncan would have. His dad owned a garage and was a mechanic. And at the time of this diary entry, his older son is in business with him. So that's mm-hmm. a cool little family business. Barry joins the Navy in 1944 and goes to World War II. And he apparently enjoyed the military life because he sticks around. Mm -hmm. And in 1950, he's a recruiting officer in New Mexico. Hmm. In the 1950s, he has a wife that he actually married in 1943. So he had a little war bride. And in 1950, they have a three-year-old. So it took them a long time Mm. to start their family Mm because of that war, Mm -hmm. just like it did for your Aunt Mm -hmm. Dean and Uncle Walter. Mm -hmm. They got married in what, like... 43, 44, mm-hmm. but didn't have kids until 47. Yeah. Because they were apart. They had to, right? Yeah, yeah. So I think that's uh, kind of cool. <laughs> so I don't have a death... Oh, <laughs> yes. I don't have a death certificate mm-hmm. or an obituary on Ancestry. Yeah. And when that happens, I like to go to newspapers.com yeah. to see if I can find... Okay. So yeah. I type in Barry, like a strawberry, yeah. Duncan... And I gave it the years 1950 to 2006, and I put the state as New Mexico, because that's where he was living and where he died. And as soon as my search results Mm -hmm. came up, I I knew immediately I would never, ever find him in a million years. Because in 1978, there was a movie called The Cat from Outer Space, and it starred Ken Berry, spelt like a strawberry, Uh, and Sandy Duncan. And uh, the newspapers.com has all the old TV listings, and it would highlight Berry and Duncan, and they were like... Uh, 400,000. Right. And I thought, I'll never be able to sift through these. Yeah. By the way, I was 10 years old when that movie came out, and I loved it. Which one was it again? The Cat from Outer Space. I don't know that movie. Okay. You were 10 and you loved it. Yeah, the cat had uh, was a government project. He could speak to people. Uh-huh. And his spaceship crashed, I guess, maybe in Sandy Duncan's backyard. And <laughs> they course. become best friends. And I guess she's trying to help him get back where he wants to go. But mm-hmm. I only, it wasn't like, you know, when you're a kid today, you can love a movie and buy a DVD and watch yeah, it 5,000 right. times. Yeah. I had to literally go to yeah. the movie theater. Right. So I didn't see it that many yeah. times. Sandy Duncan's so and cute. How much? were movies when you were a little boy i can't remember like five dollars okay they were 350 yeah for me yeah but i remember five dollars yeah that's exactly right so sorry barry i'll never find you and then (laughs) she saw frank and tommy i see how did she not swoon and faint because they're so (laughs) handsome those two good looking boys in the same room woof yeah lucky her november 29th 1933 came home from school and felt bad because mother and daddy quarreled, all because he killed a chicken for Aunt Etta. Daddy is quarrelsome about taking us to Belle. It's only seven, but I'm going to bed. I don't feel any too well. 
Yeah. Ah, so they're just like what I thought. Mom and dad are getting yep. mad. They're getting frustrated. And probably hungry. And dad's probably mad because he just built with his own two hands mm-hmm. this house. And now and they have she's to, like, mm-hmm. well, she, she's saying I want out. Right. And he's like, I finally got us got us home. Good point. What, what sure. happens if we get kicked out at Bell yeah. again? What if we grandma just built kicks this us out? Freaking house. And she's like, my mom said, it's hard. And no wonder she's going to bed at seven and doesn't feel good. Mm-hmm. She's probably sick to her stomach oh. or nervous or anxious. And. What That's about the chicken? What does that well, you mean? Know what? You... Well, they probably have some chickens. I guess everybody, you but, know, like have some chickens. Yeah. And maybe Aunt Edo but, was like, oh, and so he killed her one of theirs. And and now they're going to eat it like he stole some food? No, I don't think he stole okay. food. I just think he's like, well, I got an extra chicken. I'll kill it for you, gotcha. sister. And Aunt Edda has been good to them. They've been staying on her land. Yes. You know, I, I don't know what happened to this store debt. So maybe he just thought he was helping out his sister. I gotcha. And Bess was like, that was okay. my favorite chicken. <laughs> and, yes. Honey, that was Carla. I that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. November 30th, 1933. Thanksgiving. We baked pumpkin pies, spice cake, and ham this morning. After cleaning all the house, Aunt Ella came. We had a big dinner, then talked a lot. Aunt Ella went to Aunt Delia's. Daddy went home with her. Picked out hickory nuts, talked to Bessie, helped with supper, and made fudge. Helped Dean with arithmetic. Then we harmonized on combs. Did all that after bathing. Certainly do feel a whole lot better. Oh, I'm so clean. (laughs) She's so cute. (laughs) She's so adorable, but that, because she can take a a bath inside. Yeah, right. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Uh, Okay, and then Daddy went home with Aunt Mm -hmm. Ella? To, what um, is he doing? Pro- I think he helps her in the boarding house. She's a boarding Are we house owner. 100% sure that she was a boarding house? I don't know. I don't know why we think that. And every time I go mm-hmm. looking up things, I, can't, I don't see evidence of it. I can't remember why we initially we thought that. We did somehow think that, though. Yeah. We Okay, we need I to. I maybe think we confused Leslie Pearson, the handyman, mm-hmm. the hired man, mm-hmm. for a boarder. I need to double check that because I think that would be a real tricky situation for a single woman with an old man and a daughter to let boarders in her house. But maybe that's why um, sometimes Louis had to be there. I don't know. You know what I mean? He Uh was there for a reason. Sure. And And the placement of her house is just outside the Hartzell farm. No, Aunt Ella. I know. Oh, oh, oh. In Providence. It's, it's outside between, the Hartzell Farm? Yeah it's, yeah, it's right down the road. It's four miles away from downtown Step Rock. So if you're a migrant, I got it you. would be the perfect location. I got you. Outside of Searcy uh-huh. to just scoot onto the Hartzell Farm, work for the day, then scoot back okay. down to her house. Okay. That makes, a, that makes eh? a lot of sense with Leslie Pearson, too. Okay. Because, yeah. So, I huh. mean, maybe they needed the money or I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. We, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's a mystery. And sometimes I can't remember where I found things. So right. I know I know we right. saw we had to have seen it. We something is out there regarding this. We'll find uh, it. Reva kept good notes by the way. Oh my gosh, she sure I think she would know. Yeah. Yeah. I, hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Oh, yeah. Okay. If only Reva. I know. I love how they harmonized on combs. I know. I wonder if they folded like little wax wax paper paper. over them. Yeah. Yeah, I think I love that's, that. that's, I it's so cute that. to imagine it and yeah. think about them on their little porch. I know. Harmonizing. They're such great singers. They're like little yeah. Von Trapp people. <laughs> little Von Trapp. Little baby Von Trapps. And then I thought November Small. 30th, Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. That seems a little late. Is right? it? Well, it is. And then Was I she thought, off? nope. And then I thought, why are they celebrating Thanksgiving so late? So mm-hmm. I googed it. And first of all, Thanksgiving became a national holiday um, in 1863, mm-hmm. thanks to Abraham Lincoln. Mm. He thought it was a good idea during the Civil War to take a day to think about what we're doing <laughs> and what we're grateful for and maybe heal healing for the country. And he decided it should be the last Thursday of okay. the month. And then the Christmas season would begin after right. that. And I know that what's going to happen now takes place after 19. 1933, mm-hmm. but I was Googing this, and so this is just an in-the-moment Liz Goog. Okay. Okay, so in 1939, mm-hmm. Franklin Delano Roosevelt broke with tradition because that year, November had five Thursdays instead of the more common four, mm-hmm. and Roosevelt decided that we should change it to establish the holiday on the next-to-last Thursday in the month instead of the last one mm-hmm. because, one, the country was still in the midst of the Great Depression, and Roosevelt thought an earlier Thanksgiving mm-hmm. would give merchants a longer period to sell goods before Christmas because, number two, it wasn't considered proper to start your Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving. So go oh, ahead and boy, get started, has right? that changed? Yeah, no kidding. And he thought if he gave them one uh-huh. more week where they could start uh-huh. pushing Christmas. More money in the economy. It, it would be it would you know be better for the economy, sure. and it was a great idea. Excellent. Increasing profits and spending. Oh, and he was really, he was advised mm-hmm. to do this by a man named Fred Lazarus Jr., founder of the Federated Department Stores, later called Macy's. Oh. So they are credited with convincing <laughs> Roosevelt to push Thanksgiving. Uh. Now... Here's what I find interesting. Yeah. Republicans decried the change, calling it an affront to the memory of Lincoln. And people Mm. began referring to November 30th as the Republican Thanksgiving and as November 23rd, the Democrat or Franksgiving because of FDR. Just because they had to complain about something? Is that? Well, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, you're 100% right. Just because they had to. Why? Are they making that decision political Mm -hmm. when the president's doing it to help businesses? Democrat or Republican, you might own a business and you might think, good, I can put my Snoopy on top of the house light show up in the window earlier, a week earlier to make more money. That should be a universal. Right. That should not have divided a country. Yeah. Amen. I guess they've always been trying to own the libs and it's never worked. It's never worked. I I just think that's so sad. So just anytime. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. But okay. First of all, it was considered improper Mm -hmm. to start your Christmas stuff until Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. 
I think there's Christmas stuff at the Lowe's right, right now. now. <laughs> yeah. And we're in August. This is August. Oh, totally. <laughs> it's a totally commercialized I, thing. I hate it so much. I, I, I just, just want, I love Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. And I just like it to get its little, its moment. We have a <laughs> November wrap up. Second month in our new home and maybe our last one. I hope we will move to Bell. It all happened so unexpectedly. No dates. Okay, the first time mm-hmm. I ever read this, I thought she meant like no dates of when they would move. That's what I thought. No, she means oh, she no means boys. Guys. That's funny. So this no means dates. she hasn't had a date since August when everybody broke up with her. Oh, really? No one dated her in September oh. or October. November is over. I think mm. Tommy and Henley, probably two of the most popular mm-hmm. boys. Mm-hmm. Now, no, she's not. She's she's too. Nobody wants to date her. Yeah. So no wonder she wants to get the heck out of town and get to Backburner Bell. Backburner Bell. In so Bell. let's see if it happens in December. December first, nineteen thirty-three. We are going back to Bell next week. December third, nineteen thirty-three. School is going to be closed two weeks on account of the measles. I hope Helen doesn't get it. Okay, so she mm-hmm. thinks they're going to Bell next week. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Let's see what happens. See That's what I okay, but. Here's interesting. They're closing school for two weeks. Yeah. First of all, why don't they just go ahead and wrap it for the Christmas it's holiday? True. But why is she worried about Helen getting it and not Dean? Is measles the kind of thing like the chicken pox Maybe. where if you get it, you won't yeah. get it again? Could be. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. I should have probably researched that Helen considering I look it. up every rando person in this diary, but I didn't give a quick goog <laughs> right. to about measles. So, And then I yeah. remember, did Dean? Have the measles? I, I think she I may think have because she, she got shot. Remember? She got oh, rabies. That's rabies. rabies. Yeah. I don't know about measles. I don't, know. I don't think. I don't, I don't think I remember that. So she's worried about because measles was still deadly back then. Absolutely. Yeah, it was rough. December 4th, 1933. Went back to bed after breakfast. I felt so bad. Read a little, ate dinner, and went back to bed. Got up and embroidered on some doll clothes for Helen. Mildred Ghent came over here and stayed a while. After supper, Daddy took Leon and the kids possum hunting. Boyce came after some matches while we were washing the dishes. Stayed a while. Hmm. Aw, he, he took them possum hunting. Yeah. Leon and the little girls putting the on their overalls and yeah. hopefully going to get a possum. In the middle I mean, of the night. That kind of sounds like fun. But yeah. Mildred, <laughs> not eating it. Yeah. But going on an adventure in the dark yeah. to catch yeah. a possum yeah. 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 sounds like fun. But Mildred Ghent mm-hmm. came over. So we meet her. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's the younger sister of Pauline mm-hmm. Ghent Edwards, the lovely lady who did hair. Oh, right. Who in, that we met, I think, in just last episode. Yes, we did. And she'll become the pillar of society. Right. And her sister Mildred was born in 1919, and she married a man named Julian Heron mm-hmm. sometime in the late 30s or early 40s. Mm-hmm. And they moved out to California, but love doesn't last out there in the world of sunshine and oranges, and they will divorce in 1948. She moves back to Arkansas to Little Rock, and she's a boarder in somebody else's house in 1950, and her job is listed as a laundress. 
Oh, I'm uh, sure that well, was a hard job. Yeah. Hot in your hands. Anyway, mm-hmm. have no fear. Mm-hmm. A man named John Campbell will come along and rescue her from that job, mm-hmm. and they will get married in 1952 when she's 32 years old. She dies in 1979, and since census records don't go past 1950, mm-hmm. I don't know if they had children. Mm-hmm. I right. I see. I found her on Find a Grave, yeah. and her two husbands are listed as you know family, uh-huh. but no children. Okay. So I don't know if she had some or not. That doesn't mean she didn't, because mm-hmm. I've been wrong. I was wrong about Aura and Bessie, so I don't know. But I hate she the was younger that than Elizabeth. I... She had to come back all the way from California oh. with a little broken heart, oh. and then go live in Little Rock in somebody's house and yeah. wash everybody and else's dirty lawn... clothes. Yeah. Bless her heart. Yeah. Oh, but I haven't on this day. On this day, mm-hmm. December 5th, 1933, mm-hmm. the 21st Amendment to the United States Constitution repealing the 18th Amendment to the United States Constitution that enacted prohibition across the U.S. was ratified by the 36th of 48 states, bringing the mm. necessary three-fourths majority necessary to uh-huh. take effect. At 3.32 p.m. local time, <laughs> the Constitutional Convention in Utah, of oh. all places, whose 21 delegates had been elected on November 7th, voted for the repeal. Huh. Earlier in the day, Ohio and Pennsylvania had become the 34th and 35th states. So Utah. All right, Utah, Utah. Salt Lake. Okay. But that was the first and only time in history that the country has amended the Constitution to repeal a previous amendment. Huh. So really? it can be done. Wow. Con- the amendments aren't forever. Right. You can amend as an amendment. As you evolve and grow as a country, yeah. you can look at a 200-year-old document and go, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe things maybe, have changed maybe a little bit. Maybe that a little bit. Yeah. But, uh, you know. <laughs> but, but no. Oh, well, the ERA well, didn't make it through three-fourths of the states. Yeah, It got I passed know. by, yeah. Week, I know. So. That's nuts. Sorry, ladies. But go have a drink. It'll make you feel yeah, better. The, the make liquor store is open. And, and I have a little note. I wonder if the Harrisons raised a glass to that. <laughs> yes, the Harrisons. The Harrisons are like, we're legal. Let's the get drunks. drinks. Yeah. <laughs> December 6, 1933. Francis and I went to the store this morning. Didn't feel very well before noon, so I took some salts. After dinner, Pauline came over. Daddy helped Aunt Delia butcher, and we got some meat. After supper, Prince came and stayed a long time. We heard quite a few tales. Hmm. I want to hear Prince's I know. tales. Elizabeth, tell Prince us is the a good tales. little storyteller. Okay, I also want to know if Pauline maybe fixed up her little hair yep. while she was over there. But Dad helped Aunt Delia butcher. Yes. I wonder if it was possum. Oh, I'll bet you it was. They caught some think? possum. Yeah, and they yeah. all shared it. And- of course, you got to peel the skin off. <gasps> yeah. Well, I watched that TV show Alone. I think, have we already talked about Alone? No. I'm not going to talk about it necessarily, but they're surviving in a wilderness uh-huh. alone. And I've seen so many animals get skinned. Oh. I look away. I can't yeah, look. I can't. And then they'll show like the skinless animal to the camera. Like, here's the squirrel. I'm like, no, I can't. I <laughs> Makes don't wanna- for good TV. I couldn't eat it. It's a- an amazing TV show. December 7th, 1933. After dinner, Francis and I went up to Aunt Delia's. Girlie is in the bed with the measles. December 8th, 1933. Francis and I went with Woodrow and Archie to Providence, talked to Othering until Carl got ready. We were going to go to town with him, but only went as far as Aunt Ella's. I read and sat around before and after dinner. 
After Reva came home, we got ready to go to Russellville to a ball game. We met the bus at the school after going on the truck. Francis and I had to go on a separate bus. Forrest Allen talked to us. I sat by Robert. We played four games and lost three. I sat by Forrest coming back. Was it cold? Huh. So I don't think she means it was cold sitting next yeah. to Forrest. I think she's finally like, finally, a boy. <laughs> Although uh, I can't I can't find Robert. If you're going to, like yeah. I've said before, if you're going to sit by somebody and not give me a last name, make yeah. your name like <laughs> Othello right. so I can find them. So Roberts okay. are everywhere. But I was confused. Mm-hmm. Okay. Francis and I went with Woodrow and Archie to Providence. Mm-hmm. And, they're, and then they're talking to Otherine and Carl mm-hmm. in Providence. Well, And then they were going to town. Oh, I get it now. What? Okay. So they met. Otherine and Carl, who I guess must be living they in live Providence in right now. Well, they do at Eventually. some point. Maybe I not gotcha. yet. Maybe right? they live in Providence. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they were going to go to town. Yeah. I guess the town is Judsonia. Yeah. And Judsonia is between Providence and Clearwater's in the middle. Yes, it is. Oh. Clearview. Clearview. Clearwater. Clearwater. Okay. See, yeah. this, is when, this is why it's good to do yeah. this with you because you know the maps. Well, I need... Yeah. That, and that's pretty cool. So now that, may, okay, that makes more sense to us. Interesting that she and Francis had to go on a separate bus. I guess everyone was going to that ball game. Mm-hmm. The entertainment, am I right? Like, uh, if yeah. you build it, they will come. Yeah, right. So yeah. this is my cool aha moment for okay. this episode. Yeah. Okay. So this whole Providence, Clearwater, Judsonia yeah. map situation had me looking up Carl uh-huh. to see if I could see that they had lived at Providence yeah. at some point. And, and maybe, uh, I, I couldn't find it. Maybe it happened between a census year. Mm-hmm. But I went back to the beginning when mm-hmm. Carl is born in 1908. Okay. Okay. So I go to the 1910 census yeah. and he's living with Morris Hartzell. Morris Hartzell's wife, Mary, who's still alive, and all the children uh-huh. are living there. Barney is still there, Uncle Barney, the tax collector. Yes. As well as Louis's other brother, Arthur, uh-huh. who we never talk about because he plays no role in this diary. No. And then you have, you see on the census, Clyde, Etta, and one-year-old Carl. Okay. So they were living in the Morris Hartzell home. Barney goes off and has a wife and lives a life. I don't know what happens to Arthur. Right. And when Grandpa gets old, uh-huh. he goes and they get the house. That's how Etta and Uncle Clyde get the house. got the house. Because they were living in it with in, their kid. And they were the bosses at that point. Well, they're they're probably the boss once Morris Hartzell gets so old that he has to go exactly. live with Ellen. That's what I'm and saying. Netta. So they get the main house. They get that. So they have the main house. So Elizabeth's tent had mm-hmm. to be behind that house. I know it's the main land. We've been looking at it the whole time. Exactly. Literally. <laughs> exactly. So that's cool. But here's an interesting little thing. There was also on this 1910 census, uh-huh. there was a 12 year old girl living in the house named Myrtle Bowers. Okay. And I thought, okay, maid, servant, something. Mm-hmm. And she's on the census as, quote, one of the family. So I'm like, Myrtle hmm. Bowers? Mm-hmm. So I'm looking all over for mm-hmm. Bowers. I don't know why she, who she's related to or how Maybe she's she living. Maybe she married somebody? No, she's oh. 12. Oh. So she hmm. eventually marries some man named Tally, and the Tallies hmm. do live down the road. Uh-huh. So I don't know what, maybe Myrtle's parents had died and Morris took her in. She's right. an interesting story I wish I knew more about and will never know. Right. Because everyone is dead. So 
Okay, so Elizabeth sits next to Forrest Allen uh-huh. at the ball game. He was 22 years old when yeah. he sat down to our 16-year-old girl. Yeah. So that's a little old. And Norman Forrest Allen was born on August 8th. Oh, that sounds familiar. That's a great day. It is 8-8. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, he was 8-8-8 because he was born oh. in 1908. Isn't that cool? Yeah. In the 1910 census, he and his family live in West Point, Arkansas. Which is right by Judsonia. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. His parents are farmers, and he'll end up becoming a farmer in Red River, Arkansas, with his wife Norma. Uh-huh. In the 1940 census, they have three children. Okay. He does register for the draft in World War II, but I have no idea if he went. Mm-hmm. And in 1947, oops, they have mm-hmm. one more surprise baby. Uh-huh. Forrest will die in 1989, but his poor wife died in 1979, and they will live uh-huh. and die in that same 14 mile radius wow isn't that interesting yes there's a lot of that going on around these there's a parts. lot of that that goes on in the world today yeah like people right. born and raised in manhattan may never yeah, leave yeah. manhattan right yeah so i find that always interesting when that happens uh your life can be big but so small at the same right. time right right i think that's really kind of beautiful yeah yeah, because people, when they come on my tours, uh-huh. they go, have you lived here all your life? Uh-huh. And at first, I used to be like, well, no, right. I lived somewhere else for a while. But I'm like, but I would be proud to have lived and grown Absolutely. In, in, in the one, same, in same area. I mean, there's nothing, nothing no, at all not wrong at with all. that. Yeah, I mean, seeing the world yeah. is great. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. December 9th, 1933. Reva and I got ready and caught a ride to town with Mr. Luby. She shopped all morning in a big fever. Got me some buttons for my new print dress, some hose, bloomers, nail polish, and cream. We hung around in Will Waller's store a while, went down to Bessie's, and saw the picture that we took that Sunday. Came back to Step Rock. Reva came with us. We went to the store, polished our nails, went up to see Gurley a few minutes, sat around and talked after supper. Isn't that so interesting? They're in mm-hmm. Will Waller's store mm-hmm. that 21 years later would be squished by a tornado. Oh, I wonder yeah. what Elizabeth thought when she heard, heard about that, that tornado and thought, oh, no, and heard the Waller store was yeah. gone. And yeah, yeah. she would remember being there and mm-hmm. what it looked like. Mm-hmm. I just can't. It's so awful to think of what happened. I, I want to find some old pictures of downtown Judsonia before the tornado yeah. to see what the main street looked like, to yeah. see if I can see Waller's store. No, good They're not idea. that many. I've looked. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it's gone now. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, so that picture they took that Sunday, that's gone too. Right. Because that would have been too. swept away. Right. December 11th, 1933. I haven't stopped all day. Francis and I washed dishes and windows. Boyce and C came in a few minutes, carried water, helped get dinner, dried dishes. Francis and I baked a spice cake for Reva's birthday washed out some things, ironed some, and tried on my new green silk dress. Leon and Daddy went to town and bought some apples, nuts, and bananas. After supper, I read a few chapters to the kids. I mean, to tell you she hasn't stopped all day, that's a lot of Mm -hmm. dishes and windows and guests and dinner and cleaning up and made a spice cake. Although, this sounds a little bit like prosperity to me. I 
I don't know about prosperity. Better. Certainly, certainly better. Certainly not There's a in silk debt to dress the store involved. Uh, mm-hmm. And the kids had come home with new shoes the other day. Uh-huh. I mean, you got to have shoes. Yeah. But a spice cake for Riva, nuts, apples, nuts, and bananas. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like. They're doing better. I just don't know how. Don't know why. I keep thinking hmm. that, and my only speculation is that in all these conversations he had with Grandpa, yeah. Grandpa said, okay, said, okay, yeah, I'll give you some money. Could be. I don't know where Grandpa got money. She probably didn't either. Who? Elizabeth. Oh, I'm sure don't Elizabeth know how knows. she didn't get get the money. How, how if Grandpa gave it to him? Anyway, yeah, I don't. I don't know what she. I unfortunately, yeah. you would think we would know what she knows, uh, but we don't. No. Exactly. And then, here am I. If I read my own notes, I'd know what was happening. <laughs> and then I had another like, yeah. it's not grandpa giving them a gosh darn thing. When they moved from Monticello to Bell, mm-hmm. they talk about the truck coming yeah. and moving their stuff. Yeah. When they move from Bell to Step Rock, yeah. they borrow a truck. They borrow Aunt Ella's car. They have furniture. They have mm-hmm. things, and mm-hmm. they have their... Where has it been? Dave, well, I think we discover that, because when they move into the house, mm-hmm. there are a couple of times where he's like, Aunt Ella brought some of our stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all that, they weren't storing their furniture uh-huh. and maybe precious things that they owned, like this artwork and mm-hmm. stuff. So when he went to town to sell his lot, yeah. his lot was their stuff. Right. That's yeah. where I think this money's come from. Oh, excellent. Yes. He sold all the furniture and the dining room table, and maybe right. they had some wedding china. I yeah. mean, they, had, they were prosperous when they before. first, before the yeah. Great Depression. That's easy to forget. Yeah, they had that, she had that beautiful wedding dress. You know they got yeah. nice gifts. They, everybody nice had clothes. china back then, and maybe some silver. Her, you're right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And mm. instead, so, and they're just spending it. I don't know. That might be a, a Louis thing. Mm-hmm. But I think that's where they got. And we'll also mm-hmm. have a little insight into that in a little okay. in a little bit. December 12th, 1933. Went to Plainview with Woodrow and Arky this morning. Visited school. After school was out, Reva and I went home instead of stopping to see the bald knob kids play ball. We went back to Aunt Ella's. Reva was surprised with the cake. It is Reva's 16th birthday. Oh, Reva. Happy birthday, Reva. She was beautiful. And she lived to be 100? Yeah, I think 100. Or just made it. Almost. I think it was like nine days from mm. something like that. Oh, yeah. I, it was right around 100, yes. Bless her heart. Yep. December 16th, 1933. We ironed this morning. Ethel came down. Frances rolled up her hair. She set mine. After dinner, we straightened up the back bedroom. It looks oodles better. Francis and I sewed some on the four-patch quilt. After supper, all us kids played I Doubt It. I don't suppose we'll get to move to Bell. If we do, it won't be any time soon. Good Lord. Well, on December... Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. 
add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Her first, she said, we're moving to Bell right. next week, and now it's the 16th. Yeah. So I can see her. Does but she say what's going on? Wait, no. Why? Okay. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. It's just up in the air. It's uh, just like I, th- crazy. I just think they're trying to figure out how. Yeah, how to get there, how to, what how, to do. How they're going to make money. Yeah. But they're playing a game called I Doubt It. Yeah, what's, what? It's a card game. Okay. So it's like a game of bluff where everyone has like four cards. Yeah. And you go like, I have three aces and a king. And you go, I doubt it. But oh. if you're wrong, you have to take those cards. Okay. And the person who runs out of cards first wins. Okay. So it's just like a little bluff game. All right. I know, isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. December 19th, 1933. Hey, Uncle Lee sent us a $5 check. Bless his heart. After dinner, all us girls rigged up and went down by Cedar Branch and got some holly and berries. Came back and made some wreaths. Decorated the house after supper. So Uncle Lee is her Aunt Grace's husband, mm-hmm. and he's the one, she died of breast she died, cancer, yeah. and he sent all her dresses to the yeah, girls. Yeah, yeah I know. Sweet little Uncle Lee, where'd yeah. he get $5? That's nice. Yeah, we have a picture of him. I mean, if $40 mm-hmm. was a thousand, no, $63 was $1,400, 5 yeah, is a good chunk a of change. Big, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. December 20th, 1933. After dinner, we ironed and hung curtains. Aunt Ella sent us a box of things. Oral Waller came up here today and said Daddy had the timekeeping job on a CWA project. I certainly hope so. Hey! Yeah. So, for, okay, why is Aura telling them about what their dad's doing? Why I know, is right? dad coming home and going, the kids! Right. That's hope. That's hope. CWA jobs were temporary jobs. Mm -hmm. They weren't meant to be forever. So they were six months usually. Mm -hmm. So you can get kind of back up on your feet and pay off some debt. So the timekeeping job meant that he was like the foreman. So instead of having like a time card that you punch, Mm -hmm. you'd go to Louie and say, hi, I'm here. Okay. And he's like 930. And then you leave. And he would be keeping the time Uh for jobs. So hopefully dad gets a job. Yeah. This will be two years. Without... Yeah. Yeah. Whew. And it was called the Civil Works Administration. Yes. CWA. Yes, yes, yes. It was a pre... To rebuild It was the before country. the WPA. Correct. So, it, yeah. Yeah. December 21st, 1933. Went to school all day. Came home and stayed a few minutes, then went back to Aunt Etta's with mother to milk. Mr. Froud was nearly drunk. Daddy and Leon went to Aunt Ella's with Mr. Bullock, and they were going to bring the piano, but there wasn't room. After supper, I sorted my letters and wrote to Lil. 
Okay, so I think that's proving my point. They were storing their stuff wherever they could store it. Mm-hmm. And they ca- they said, hey, Ella, can you hang mm-hmm. on to our piano? Because mm-hmm. she plays the piano she when she visits piano. Ella. And right. it's her, it was her piano. piano. <laughs> so how so cool. She's getting her piano back. But at the same time, if they're bringing the piano, yeah. this is home. Right. Home is where the that's piano is. That's why it's is. hard. Yes. So it's like bittersweet. Like I get my piano and, a home. and I'm stuck here forever. Right. Oh, how interesting. December 22nd, 1933. Went to school all day. At noon, Dean, Helen, Clara Ware, Eloise, and I went up on the mountain to the school Christmas tree. Got back and had a spelling match and an orange. Came home and Francis and I both cried. Just about things. After supper, I started reading a story, but stopped to hear Francis read Treasure Island to the kids. Books. Post just breaks yeah, my heart. They go up to see the Christmas tree. Right. That's exciting. You're a kid, mm-hmm. even in your poor. It's Christmas, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then she comes home and she's crying because it's mm-hmm. probably going to be a bad Christmas. And then she's re- you can just see her in the back bedroom reading. Yeah. And Francis is by the fire, and she comes out. It's just like Little Women. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, right? I can just see it in my reading head. Treasure Island. To this Dean is and Helen. the Netflix show. Yeah. This has to be a scene, and that's, that's the only thing I want in the contract. This day, <laughs> this, this day? has okay. to be represented yeah. in their sweet little women oh. Christmas. Spelling match, too. That's cool. Like a little spelling bee. I know. So While they're yeah. through the tears. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. they try. Spell unsatisfied. You yeah. <laughs> <laughs> December 23rd, 1933. After the work was done, Mother and I went to the store and got some things. Dean brought home a package from Grandma that had some things from Aunt Clara. There were several things and a pretty red dress for me. Francis and I baked a nut cake. Mr. Bullock brought our piano after dinner. We got a Christmas tree, made icing for a cake, then trimmed the tree. After supper, we all sang hymns and enjoyed our trio. She's so positive. Well, this is a great day. Yeah. It's Christmas Eve Eve, as we call mm-hmm. it in my house. The piano's there. They got mm-hmm. a little Christmas tree. She yeah. can play. They're all singing. Another scene. And I found Mr. Mm-hmm. Bullock. Oh. And I figured he would have been a contemporary of Louis, so yeah. I looked for people around Louis's age. He brought the piano, right? Yes. Okay. And oh my God, that's... I don't care what that's kind of hard. piano it is. That's yeah. heavy. Right. Oof. But his name was Wesley Charlie Bullock, and he was born in 1888, and he Ooh. was a farmer in Hartzell. He and his wife, Anna, had seven children, and at one point, they all move out to Lindsay, California. In the 1950 census, he's out there working as a dishwasher in a cafe. Well. His wife dies in 1963, mm-hmm. and he lives until 1982, and is 94 years old when he dies. But what I thought was cool is in his obituary he's got those seven kids yeah and they all live all over some are in california some are in florida one's Uh in washington state there's even one in alaska but not one ever went back to arkansas oh interesting i thought that was pretty cool so good old mr bullock bringing their piano december 24th 1933 we all got ready for sunday school waited for someone to come but nobody did So we stayed here and helped get dinner. Then I accompanied Mother on the piano. While everyone was gone, we wrapped a few Christmas gifts that we have. After supper, we all sat around and talked, set our Christmas candles in the window. December 25th, 1933. Santa only brought me some badly needed everyday stockings and a little candy. 
Dean and Helen got a box from Uncle Jesse. Francis and I baked date cookies. December 26, 1933. Went to school all day. After we got back, I ate candy and played the piano. After supper, I played and Leon sang while the rest danced. I worked 44 problems at school today. Henley hasn't come back yet. To school, I mean. Or to see me either. I wish we could hurry and get away from here and go to Belle. Mm-hmm. So they had a, a sweet little Christmas. Hard candy Christmas, mm-hmm. as Dolly Parton would say. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day they're back at school? Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that weird? Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes they like go today. back to school on January 1st. Yeah. So, I mean, I wow, just get right to back to work. Maybe that's a farm way of living. Could be. Nobody gets a day off, it's not, even on Christmas. Right. Cows still need to be milked and oh, exactly. eggs need to be brought in. So, that's, that's her little life. December 28th, 1933. Went to school all day. Helen didn't go. Henley came a little before noon and sat and talked to me until the bell rang. Coming home, we met Gurley, Francis, and Amelia Brown coming out of the birds. After supper, we played our trio, Le Secret, and Francis and I played our duet, The Dance of the Demon. I'm so sleepy, I can hardly hold my eyes open. I finished reading the Bible tonight. Nighty night. Okay, so there's a lot going on in there, mm-hmm. too. Amelia Brown yeah. is Inez Brown's little sister. Inez. Mm-hmm. On the census, it shows that she was a neighbor of the Bullocks that we just met a yeah, minute ago, Mr. Charlie Bullock. Bullock. The piano and man. Amelia, yes. Amelia was born in 1920, and unfortunately, her birth resulted in the death of her mother, Gracie. Oh, dear. I know. On Gracie's death certificate, it said that she had kidney failure as a result of pregnancy. And then it has that other little line that says contributing factors. Yeah. And the doctor wrote, Six children in seven years. Whoa, whoa. Poor Gracie. Yikes. She was 25 years Uh, old when she died. And that meant she'd been making a baby every year since she was 18. Oh, my God. Get your hands off of Gracie. No kidding. They needed the kids to farm. Not one every year. Seriously. Oh, my God. Oh, I felt so sorry for her. So young. All those. Yeah, no kidding. That's that's tragic. Taking care. First of all, taking care of kids is hard. One kid. One kid's hard. Two kids are hard. And then to be pregnant on top of it and how tired you are when you're pregnant. For six years. Oh, (laughs) that poor girl. Uh, Oh, okay. She finished reading the Bible. Yeah. That's great. A big book. I have read the Bible from beginning to end. Yeah. And when I first read that, I'm like, oh, she knows how it ends. Revelation. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oops, where it's all over. But good for her. She yeah. doesn't talk about, I, this is the first time I knew that she was even reading, reading the Bible. Oh, really? So it's interesting that she read it from start to finish. And never mentioned it. So that's cool. Yeah. Until she did. As a little Presbyterian girl growing up, reading yeah. the Bible was super important. important. That's what Sunday school was all about. Sure. So yeah, I, I loved it. Good for her. I loved it when I did. December 29th, 1933. We didn't go to school today because it was too far and cold. I helped clean up. Francis and I baked a lemon pie and cooked potatoes. After dinner, we went to Bessie's. She wasn't there, so we went back to Aunt Delia's, talked to Gurley and Ethel and Inez and Amelia. We planned to go to the church on the mountain, so we came home early and got ready. 
no one went but Francis, Leon, Ethel, and I. Didn't have a good time at all. <laughs> well, we finally found that church on the mountain. Yeah, we did. Good Lord. And yeah. it, I King's wonder if, when that building that we see in the picture on King's Mountain was built. Because yeah. it looks kind of new. It's new. So I wonder if there's a way to even contact the church and see we'll if they try. have some old. Yeah. I'll, well, they didn't get yeah. hit by a tornado, so they should have some mm-hmm. old pictures. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, but how sweet. Because the one picture I found of it had a rainbow yeah. in the background. And I yeah. thought that was really cool. Yeah. So there is a church on top of King's Mountain. And King's Mountain is where they go for the musicals a lot of times. Yes. And then we're to see the school Christmas tree. Yes. So maybe yes, there was yes, a yes. tree outside the church that they oh, just cool. decorated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. December 31st, 1933. Went to church this morning. They didn't have Sunday school. Heard the best sermon. After dinner, I fooled around. Clint was down here, but left. I started playing paper dolls with the girls. Girlie and Ethel came, and we decided to walk down to youth group. Clint, Leon, Bessie, Inez, and Amelia all went along. I played the organ for them to sing. Afterwards, all of us went down to the bank, played games. We were going to stay until midnight, but got tired. <laughs> Sounds like me. Yeah. Nine thirty. How much longer do I? Okay. Yeah. No. The but, bank meaning the creek. I the think. creek, not I a think. bank. Yeah. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Went to the bank and robbed it. Right. 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 <laughs> they could use it. Uh, but Clint is Amelia and Inez's brother. Oh. He will end up serving in World War II. Mm-hmm. And I found a record about an admission into the hospital. So then I thought, no, I hope he didn't get his leg amputated. <laughs> you know, I, uh-huh. my mind goes to the worst in war. <laughs> and then they had like what was wrong with him listed, mm-hmm. and it was nasophilia pharyngitis. I'm like, what's that? Like a nose? And I googled it. It's the common cold. He died of a cold? He didn't die. Oh. He was just in the hospital oh. and during the war. Oh, he I see. Because he had a cold? A cold. He had the sniffles? <laughs> what the? You don't get I, out of the war because you have a cold. Well, but the hey. fact that they wrote nasopharyngitis. <laughs> this guy had just gotten out of med school. Yeah, right. Like one time I went to the doctor when uh-huh. I was sick. He's like, you have influenza. And I'm like, <laughs> Am I going to die? He goes, you have the flu. I'm like, why don't you just say the flu? Why'd you have to make it sound so mean and scary? (laughs) And we have a December wrap up, but she actually doesn't Uh do wrap ups. She does a New Year's resolution for 1934. And it says, to be good, love my enemies, and above all, not begrudge things I do and talk badly about anyone. Here's hoping I can. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, girlfriend. Girl doesn't talk badly about anyone, I but know, clearly right? she does. Because this is the third New Year's Eve resolution in a row that? where she said, be a nicer person. <laughs> so I think she's not telling us this whole story. Yeah, right. Which I think is kind of funny. Yeah. But 1930, this is where we're ending. Okay. It's the end of 1933. Yeah. 1934 is a huge year. Mm-hmm. All I'm going to tell you is that Grandpa's death is going to set a lot of the wheels mm-hmm. in motion that seem to be taking some time, but things are a happening. So, Make sure you come around. As usual, all the pictures associated with this episode will be on our Patreon. So if you would like to join us over there, you can. Otherwise, give us a five star. Give us a little review. Tell us your favorite color. Anything you want. It's been such a pleasure yeah. having all of you guys with it's us great. right up here till episode 17. I know. That's crazy. Y'all, thank you I so much. It. We love it. We love doing it. Yeah. And we'd love to hear from you. So send us DMs. You can voicemail us a DM and you might hear yourself on the podcast. Mm-hmm. So That was a good one today. Today was a good one. Today was fun. fun. And we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye.